Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Little Feet rocks DAR Constitution Hall on April 16th, marking the 45th anniversary of recording their landmark live album, Waiting for Columbus, in Washington, D.C. I spoke with founding keyboardist Bill Payne about the band's catchiest tunes, from Dixie Chicken to O Atlanta, as well as tons of behind-the-scenes stories with former frontman Lowell George. Hey, Bill Payne, uh, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Jason, a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now we're talking because the iconic band Little Feet is going to be rocking DAR Constitution Hall here in the nation's capital on April 16th. So everybody get your tickets now. It's coming up soon. Uh, what can we expect from this show? Uh, is, it, is it all the old hits or anything new or a little of both? Well, what it is, it's a, a really special event this year for Little Feet. It's the... 45th anniversary, <clears throat> excuse me, of uh, Waiting for Columbus, which was recorded in D.C. Uh, well, 45 years ago. So we're we're gonna play that record uh, in its entirety. Um, so there's I think 17 songs off the original recording. We're gonna jam on them, so it's not gonna be a replication. We'll do the order of which the album uh, and songs appear, but we're not going to adhere to uh you know every inch of the arrangement and that kind of thing so it's it's been going over very 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 well with fans that are expecting about hey there's a new version of little feet that's out now what does that sound like and people are just going crazy it's, it's been wonderful right and waiting for columbus was i believe it was the first live album you all ever did right it was and it's it's uh thought of um um uh, as one of the, one of the best live albums of all time so it's it's up there with a, with a group of you know a, a handful of others uh live at leeds that kind of thing so we're we're in good company and uh, a lot of people have recorded this record over the years uh, i think it was the 2010 fish uh, re, uh, did a recording of it or at least played it at one of their halloween concerts and those are some good friends of ours so that was that was pretty pretty nice that they uh, were able to do that. But a lot of other bands have done it too. But uh, when Little Feet does it, it's, it throws it into a, it's a different kind of thing, you know, because it's our, it's our baby. So we're, <laughs> we're, uh, we got a good control of it. It, so, it sounds really, really, really nice. Definitely. And uh, just, I mean, if, if you don't mind, I mean, since that's the album you're going to be playing, I'd love to do sort of a deep dive in that album itself. So the recording, it was over like what? It was it was multiple, multiple performances. The first four were what, in, in London before you came over here and did the DC stuff at, at GW University? Yeah, we did a, a, a few in, in um, the Rainbow Theater, I believe. <clears throat> we also recorded uh, up in Manchester 
a couple of shows, I believe, and those were without horns. We brought in Tower of Power, of course, as our horn section. But uh, Warners is going to be releasing uh, Waiting for Columbus, and they'll, they'll include those shows that were uh, not previously heard, which were, as I said, were in Manchester. So that's, uh, Warners is helping us out on a, quite a few things, uh, which, which is a, a good position to be in. We also have a, uh, a management company, uh, Ken Levitan, who's part of uh, Vector Management, and Brian Penix, they're both down in uh, um, Nashville, Tennessee, and things have really picked up for us. We've got a, a PBS special we're involved in, and uh, playing DAR, and Beacon Theater, and a bunch of really great, great places, and uh, um, we got a, a very good team lined up for us. Sounds sounds freaking great. So if any listeners remember that live album or may, actually, uh, do you think speak to speak to our listeners who might be hearing this that maybe not only picked up the live album, but we're actually there at GW's uh, listener auditorium. Like talk, talk to them and say, hey, you know, we, we missed you and, and let's recreate some magic. <laughs> Come on again. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we to, to any and all fans out there that were there for the uh, original incarnation of this record, definitely come back and, and, and hear and see what's going on. I think a lot of you have over the years because 45 years is a pretty good span of time. But uh, for those of, of you that have not caught this tour this year, uh, that are hearing good things, come and see it for and hear it for yourself. It's, uh, uh, I'll tell you the truth. I mean, I, I'm just jaded enough to, <laughs> if I didn't feel something was happening, I just would stay home. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I'm enjoying every minute of playing with these guys. Tony Leone on drums <clears throat> is, is incredible. He's an incredible drummer. The highest compliment any, any fan could have given me about Tony was he says, well, he's not Richie Hayward, but Richie Hayward isn't him either. <laughs> I thought, well, there you go. Uh, Tony's in a class by himself. He's played with Chris Robinson and the Brotherhood, uh, got Phil Lash and a host of others. I've worked with Phil as well. So, uh, and then we have Scott Sherrard on guitar, and vocals. Uh, I met Scott when he was the musical director for Greg Allman. I was a tour, I was out. Oh, I, I, up until last October, I, I've been touring with the Doobie Brothers. So, uh, which are good friends of ours as well. So, well, that's exciting. Everyone loves some doobies. Well, they're a good, good group of people. Mike McDonald was on that that tour the last uh, year, year and a half, and he's taken over the keyboards for those guys. I've been with them for seven years, and I'm back exclusively with Little Feet, which uh, which has to say a lot, you know, because uh, uh, I told him I said I I would be probably playing over a hundred. 160 shows or something if, if I was playing with both bands so uh, I think we just uh, keep it down to a low boil with little feet and that's that's actually a high boil because we're, we're working a lot this year uh, Jason it's a it's a pretty special year in front of us that's freaking great. Uh, well, uh, you know, if people are, let's go. I want to go into some of the the uh, the tracks that they're gonna hear um, out at the show off of Waiting for Columbus, the recreation of that live album. Uh, of course, the big one, of course, Dixie Chicken. Uh, remind us how that song came together. Do you have any good stories about you know uh, who came up with with what and putting together that one? 
you know, there's um, there is a story that I cannot tell. Uh, maybe I'll put it in the book, but it involves a, a friend of ours who was a hooker in uh, Las Vegas, uh, some handcuffs, a guy named Rick Ducka, who was our road manager, and uh, the possible um, inclusion of police coming because of laughter and screaming and all sorts of stuff through an open window, which I was trying to drown out with an accordion. So you get, you get a sense of what was going on then. Uh, on a musical level, I can tell you that the, the, there's a pretty iconic piano lick in it. Da -do -da 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 -da. That business there, right? And uh, that was actually, I, I borrowed that, not the lick itself, but the, the voicing from a record that we recorded um, and it was uh, on the first album, it was a, a Willie Dixon song, How Many More Years is the name of the song. And they had a, an, an, a, a descending line that, that instead of playing what would be a G natural for musicians, they raised it up to a G sharp. So it gave that, that, that tonality. So instead of going, uh, uh, which most people would play, I want to So it, uh, it just wow! I had no idea you were at an actual keyboard. This is this is legendary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm at my house in Montana, and I've got a uh, an instrument here. It's a seven foot Yamaha, and I've played it on a lot of Amy Lou Harris records, particularly the first couple of her, uh, you know, Boulder to Birmingham album, and I forget what the second album was called, but. Yeah, and Emmy's a, a big deal in the DC area as well. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like to illustrate when I can uh, on the piano, you know, answers and set up questions and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Oh, it's great. Are you kidding me? It's the best kind of surprise for someone in, in my racket. You know, we get we get some real time playing there. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, and uh, real quick, um, what, what what I'm trying to think what else was on there. Oh, oh, how about Oh Atlanta? Uh how how that one come together? That's another favorite. That that a song uh started off with a poem um on the very first tour we did, which was in Cincinnati, Ohio. And the airport was located in uh Kentucky. So they got a place down in Kentucky, you know, that kind of stuff. We got a place down in Kentucky, right down near Ohio. And I'm talking about watching people watching planes take off. I thought this is a weird activity. It's um, so I kind of stored the poem, and then a few years later, Lo and I were arguing about who could write a hit record or not, and uh, neither one of us could. But <laughs> we, but, I, but I wrote "Oh Atlanta" as a result of that back and forth about who could write something. Uh, I like the idea, the notion of of um, of people entertaining themselves watching planes land and take off. And if I were doing that, what would I want to be doing? Well, I'd want to be going to Atlanta to see some girl. So it was a, a pretty simple premise for writing a tune. But when you're writing rock and roll, you don't have to come up with uh, grandiose ideas. 
<laughs> awesome <laughs> awesome well thank yeah do, do you have a, a favorite song on uh waiting for columbus that's not those two that's not dixie chicken or oh atlanta like when you go out when you guys go out there and recreate that whole thing is there one that you know when you actually get to tickle the ivories there or the keyboard keys that that you look forward to there's actually a couple of them uh, one of them is uh, called mercenary territory uh which is a great Lowell george song mercenary territory yeah that's a good one and Triface Boogie is one I also really like, and I like it because it's a, a song that Richie Hayward and I wrote. It's the only song that Richie wrote. Uh, Richie was our drummer, by the way, and, and back in the day. And uh, so that was the only song that Richie Hayward ever wrote with Little Feet. And uh, it's, a, it's a really, when people hear it, they just go, they go crazy uh, dancing and, and uh, carrying on. So it's a, it's, a, it's a really, really cool tune. So how, did, wait, how, how does it go? Can you play it a little bit for me while you're there? <laughs> oh, well, well, sure, of course. The uh, uh, Let's put that keyboard to good use. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank pleasure, you. <laughs> where, where are you? Where are you? Where are you doing this from? I'm at my home in Montana. Okay. I'm about 20 miles from Yellowstone Park, and uh, I was out. Actually, I was out playing golf yesterday, and today we have about looks to be about one to two inches of snow on the ground. So <laughs> this is Montana, spring, spring yeah. in Montana. Happy almost April. Here's some snow for you. <laughs> well, remind <laughs> remind our listeners really quick, um, you know, of of where you where you actually uh, grew up because you're not from Montana. You're born in Texas, right? I was born in Texas, but raised in California. Uh, Specific to California is Ventura, which is on the coast. I uh, I grew up there, but I went to high school and and joined my first band, uh, which was called the Debonairs. This was in Santa Maria, California, which is uh, up up the coast and inland a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I was a surfer. Uh, I mean, I didn't being asked to play with the Rolling Stones at one juncture of my career. I'd say one of my my biggest thrills was being asked to be a part of a to join a surf club. I was <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm deadly serious because it was it was it was cool. It was, uh, people were watching me surf and they go, "Hey, you want to you want to join this surf club?" And I go, "Yeah, sure." And uh, I went down to uh, Wind and Sea, which is down near San Diego, and some guy ran over me <laughs> with his board. Uh, when we were out surfing, and I, my hand, my left hand was injured. Oh, no. I wound up going to the doctor, and uh, I mean, I'd been in the water like all the time. And I go, "How long will it be before I can go uh, get back in the water to go surfing?" He goes, "I would wait two weeks." I said, "Really?" So I went home to my parents. And I go, "What did he say?" <laughs> they weren't even there with me. I go, "He said I could go surfing immediately." <laughs> oh, okay. so, so i go out i come back and i my hand is like looking great he goes wow this 
I go, how long do I have to wait before I can go surfing again? I'd wait another two weeks. I go, okay, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's in a nutshell, my, my view of authority. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a great story. But wait, wait a minute. So that your hand, I mean, that as a keyboardist, you're, that's your moneymaker or were you, or had you not started playing at that point? I wasn't in a band at that point, but I was, um, uh, that would have been in ninth grade, right? So in seventh grade, my uh, woodshop teacher, Mr. Mr. McConnell, said, Bill, I'll give you a passing grade, but stay away from the saws. And that was, <laughs> that was when I had an inkling that I am a musician, because I've been playing um, music since I was five years old. I, I took lessons from a, a woman named Ruth Newman in Ventura, who taught me, uh, you know, Mozart, Beethoven, uh, Grieg, any any romantic piano pieces, and some Bach as well, mm-hmm. uh, Mozart, etc. Uh, but she told my mother, "I'll I'll make sure Bill knows how to uh, read music, but let's not take the magic out of it for him. So let him play. Just if he has something he hears." Let's let him play by ear. I'll make sure he knows how to read. So I had a great teacher. She also taught me how to play pipe organ, which is when people see me on stage and I'm reaching up to play other keyboards. Uh, I got that from playing the pipe organ. So uh, wow, I, I utilize a lot of different things to, to do things. I, I'd also say that this exercise, Jason, is not uh, strictly going to be limited and, and hardly limited to to waiting for Columbus, although that's going to t- occupy a lot of our time this year. But I've written 20 songs with Robert Hunter, um, for example. I've got two songs I've written recently with Charlie Starr, who's with a band called Blackberry Smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple, well, about eight tunes with with uh, the guy that did the uh, editing for uh, uh, Sir Paul McCartney's uh, book on lyrics. Mm-hmm. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning poet named um, Paul Muldoon. We've written eight songs. So we're going to be recording, not just my tunes, uh, uh, other people in the band, Tony and Scott, Fred Tackett, they, they have tunes as well. So we'll, uh, Little Feet is back with a vengeance and um, expect some new recordings out of us in the next uh, year, year and a half. Oh, that's great. Was is all this like, you know, pandemic two years of being at home and just letting, you know, you had you had extra time. So you're just cranking out and getting letting the creative juices flow. I had the 20 songs before with with Robert because uh, we, were, we were writing. Uh, yeah. When the pandemic hit, there was. Yeah. So what do we do? We, we recorded some with each other. I recorded with the Doobie Brothers some songs. I recorded with Little Feet. Um, other people were calling me up and before the pandemic i didn't even know how to record from the house to be honest with you but so we've all adapted we've all adapted <laughs> that's, that's, that's what i was just gonna say we like most of us we had to adapt to to what was in front of us and we, we had to uh, hunker down and uh, so as bad as it was it was also some very good things that came out of it Oh yeah, absolutely. And and if you don't mind sharing a story you've probably told a million times, I'd love to remind our listeners. I'd love to fill in the gap there. I and mean, we're we're ping ponging around, but that's how we we creative people do. We just tangent. But <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, sure. I, I want to fill at least you know chronologically a little bit of how how um you get from you know being 
surfer guy hurting your hand playing the piano <laughs> on the organ mm. and all that. How how did how did you actually meet Low George and um and form Little Feet in '69 in L.A.? How did that actually come about? It came about uh, from an uh, an abortive attempt of me going to Northern California first uh, to maybe join a band up in the Bay Area, and it just didn't work out. I I thought these guys were nice people. Um, they had everything but talent is the way I kind of put it. They were, they were more drug dealers and musicians, I think. <laughs> so I, I was listening to an album called Uncle Meat, which is a Frank Zappa record. And I thought, I want to meet Frank Zappa. That's the band I want to be with. <laughs> and uh, So I was told that Frank was going to be in Europe for, for a while, but there was a guy named Lowell George I should tag up with. And uh, I did, and we hit it off pretty famously the first visit. And we had a, two or three more visits, and then finally decided this is what we ought to be doing. Is he's forming a band? I'd like to be a part of it. So that's that's what happened. That's fantastic. And then of course, so that was I guess what in in '69. And then when yeah. when little little when little feet's in its in its heyday. Um, is is it true? It, didn't I hear somewhere that that um, that Jimmy Page um, credited you guys as like one of his favorite bands? Yeah, that's uh, I've I've heard that too. And um, uh, I think it was in a Rolling Stone interview in like '75. He, you know, obviously the the iconic you know Zeppelin guitarist, and there he is. You know, a lot of people would point to him as one of the greatest guitarists ever. And here, there he is saying. You know, your your band is his favorite American band. How how does that make you feel? Well, it's it's humbling uh, first and <laughs> foremost, and it's also uh, it's a validation, of course. You know, but but it ultimately it it, it kind of mirrors what Lowell and I were hoping would happen, which is when we started the band, we didn't expect to be a household name, but we we. We dearly hope that we would resonate within the musical community and with fans with eclectic taste. And uh, both of those happen. And so when you've got, you know, Jimmy Page giving you accolades, when you have Elton John saying that he, I was one of his favorite uh, keyboard players and on and on and on. And then the amount of people we've worked with over the years. Um, it's about music. It's about being a musician. It's not about uh, pop stars, although I've, I've run into people the last few years. You're a pop star. You're a you're a you know what a rock star. I go really okay. Well, if you <laughs> want to think of me as a rock star, go ahead. I think of myself as a rock head, but uh, but I am a musician and a, and a good one, and uh, uh, it's how I've I've conducted my life. The only job I've ever had, honestly, other than playing music, uh, was as a paper boy. And uh, I, it takes a lot in this world to make things happen. So everybody's got their, the things they do. Uh, I'm very appreciative of, of, of people of any kind of talent, uh, whether it's being a great chef, uh, uh, you know, putting a, a home in order, uh, uh, being an architect, anything. But, but creative people, uh, uh, general or what i would call inquisitive people and those are the kind of people i, I enjoy uh, stay inquisitive uh, keep on top of what's in front of you but you want to 
you want to branch out a bit because those those tri tributaries that you find yourself in looking for things and being aware of things take you through a lot of interesting landscapes be it food um, art um, politics less and less so i think but the the uh the general sense of history is a good thing to be involved in and be aware of and, and share where you can with people and try and make things uh, give a positive slant without giving away the farm. <laughs> nice. That is such great advice. I mean, that, that was, that was like deceptively deep stuff. You just rattled off in a short condensed uh, response. Seriously, <laughs> that people, can chew, <laughs> people can chew on that. Yeah. Stay inquisitive. And I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah right. You're, you're speaking my language. Um, yeah. Well, tell me, um, you know, before you've been really generous with your time, but, but remind me um, before, before you guys, you know, did your, you reunited, I guess, in what, uh, 87 all the way on to, to today, but take me back into, into that hiatus there. Like, uh, why, why did, why did the group, why did George, um, Lowell George disband the group there? What, right. And he, it was right before he died. Right. Well, Lowell did not disband the band. I, I quit. I, oh. <laughs> I'd had enough. I, I was just, uh, <clears throat> tired of the two steps forward, three steps back. <clears throat> Um, what we were going through and I I talked to Lowell about it and he was he was generous enough to let me conduct a conversation or two with him to tell him exactly what I thought of him and uh, but I also said look you know whether you want to continue Little Feet or not I that's up to you and he did want to continue it as a matter of fact um, but I said just give yourself a break Lowell I mean go out and do your tour if you want to produce some things, because he'd already been, he'd already produced a, a Grateful Dead album. Um, I said, do just things that you love to do. Put things into your life that are meaningful to you, and and, and uh, take some of the burden off your shoulders. You know, just um, little feet will be fine. Uh, but if you want to continue it, I'm sure there'd be people that want to do it with you. So. Uh, um, uh, I don't know if, if he would have asked me again. I, I, I have no idea, but we lost him in, uh, on, a, on, a, on an iconic tour. He was, play, in fact, playing in the D.C. area. Yeah, it was at, um, it was a, what, it was a, sadly a heart attack in Arlington, Virginia, in, in uh, the Twin Bridges Marriott Hotel, right? Yeah. And uh, so we lost a great one, and, but we still have his work. And we honor that work every time we play. And, um, the legacy that, that Lowell, myself, Richie Hayward, um, later Paul Brer, Kenny Gradney, Sam Clayton, who was still with us. Well, Paul's on. We lost him. We lost Richie. So, but the legacy is 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 what we we concentrate on, and it's it's a legacy of of music that was meant to be open ended. Um, that if we needed to add a horn section, if we needed to bring in another guitar player, another keyboards, whatever we needed. We wanted to have things focused on, on the, the most important thing of everything, which was our music. Well, that's, um, what, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and, and, and really when you think about it, um, with any great music, um, there's either a very narrow window where, where people, some people want to live there. They think, no, Without Lowell, it's not Little Feet. Without Richie, how can it be Little Feet? How can it be anything without Beethoven? Well, Beethoven's not with us, okay? So do we still enjoy it? 
Yes. Do we like recordings of uh, of certain conductors? Uh, you know, Leonard Bernstein doing his his Beethoven's Ninth, of course. Right. Uh, it's uh, do we still enjoy the blues? And is it, Helen Wolf's no longer with us? But we we listen to Eric Clapton. We listen to uh, uh, you know Robert Randolph, uh, Kev Moe. Uh, uh, gosh. Uh, I mean, other artists, I mean, it, music is a, my view of it is it's, it's a, it's something you don't put in the closet. Um, give it some air, let it breathe, you know. Um, what you're, share, you're sharing is, is, an, is a, for people that are inquisitive, like I said earlier, they're going to listen to something by Eric Clapton and go, oh, that's cool, but where did he get that from? Right. They'll go back to Sonny Boy Williamson, let's say. So that's the way the doors are open. You don't shut doors to to uh, to create anything other than a, a comfort zone for yourself, which is acceptable. But in general, I always I always encourage people to to look outside themselves and see where things came from. That that's, that in itself is a journey which will uh, carry you through uh, life pretty easily. Oh, it, you're, you're again speaking my language. It's one of the it's one of the issues I have with you know the younger generation. Or I mean, I mean, what I'm almost 38, so I'm I'm I, I'm I guess I'm not too too old. But I guess I should say people of my generation too. Is everyone thinks that you know everyone says, oh, this is the goat of this, and but then they list things that were only in the last five years, and the, the world never existed before they were born, and it's so frustrating sometimes. So you know you gotta you gotta study the history of this stuff, man. Yeah. Well, you've been giving us a bit of a history lesson on here and uh and, well, and, history. <laughs> and yeah right a little rock history well don't don't sell yourself short either i know you a few seconds ago you just said how can it be little feet without Lowell georgia but you know that's how well, that's what other people think not, not what <laughs> yeah. i think right I, and I, i'll tell you something I'll, I'll, if you got a second i'll, I'll oh, i can talk as long as you want oh I'll, I'll wind it back to jimmy page for a second <laughs> all right when I, when I went to to hear uh um the band that he was he was in, uh, gosh darn, it was, it was also the group that, uh, uh, the, oh man, uh, Jeff Beck was, was in this, this band. Okay. Uh, and I can't think of the name of the group, but, but at any rate, it was uh, an English band. I thought we were going to be listening to Jeff Beck. You're talking about there. the Yard? Not the Yardbirds, yard yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Yardbirds, <clears throat> it was in, um, you know, Pismo Beach, California. And the Rose Rose Garden was named the, the, the place we were going to hear him. And Jeff was not there. This guitar player gets up there and starts playing. Where, and we're, we're actually kind of pissed off that, that Beck's not playing. But once we heard this guy play, we went, oh, gosh, who's that? It's Jimmy Page. Well, years later, after, you know, 10 years after Lowell had passed away, or eight years, whatever it had been, we, I, th I thought, Little Feet might have a chance of coming back based on what my experience was with the Yardbirds. I mean, Jeff wasn't there, but Jimmy was. So how are we presenting this, this group? And why can we call it Little Feet? Why should we call it Little Feet? And it became evident to me that it's, it is about the music. It's about the people. You don't ever replace anybody, but you bring in people that can, can fill in the gaps and that that it still has a certain certain uh, feeling to it that uh, 
you can look at yourself in the mirror and go, this works. And we more than proved that that could happen. So I just love walking out on stage, Jason, to people that are expectant about something. And then you see them just melt into this, <laughs> this <laughs> reservoir of, uh, of happiness and joy because Little Feet is back. It sounds terrific. And it just, it lifts their spirits. And I mean, if I can be a part of something that in this day and age, where we all need our spirits lifted and for good reasons, then I'm proud to be a part of that. I don't, I don't need to, I mean, if I wanted to just you know, do what I was going to do, I could either retire or I could play with a, a number of other people. I'm, I'm still a pretty good musician. So but I love <laughs> playing with Little Feet and we're still, we're still bringing a very good message to, to people. And the, the way we're doing it now, which is a pretty ballsy thing to do in the first place, is go out and play Waiting for Columbus. That was one of our biggest records. Well, that's, that's the way I like to do it. You know, let's put it where it is and let people hear it for themselves and go, this, this rocks, this resonates, or, you know, next. <laughs> There's always going to be a few of those people. That's life. But the majority of people are like, oh, my God, if you were descriptive for them, they're telling me what I want to hear anyway, which is uh, it's kind of like putting your own mask on first on the plane, they, they tell you. If, if I think it's going to be good, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to agree with me on that. Mm -hmm. I also know that you can't there's nothing in life you can do that will bring in everybody. And that's probably a good thing, too. So. Um, I, I think you'll get most of them and because they'll be, as you said, quote, melting into a reservoir of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> You've coined some phrases in this interview, my friend. Uh, well, I'm a writer as well, Jason. So that's I can a, tell I can tell you just you just want to you just want a, a reservoir to surf in <laughs> with a broken <laughs> hand. <laughs> reservoir dogs. No. Reservoir uh, dogs. <laughs> Watch your ear. <laughs> exactly. Ah. Hey, hey, real quick. You mentioned Jimmy Page. You circled back to that. So I want to circle back to another name. Didn't Elton John praise you specifically? Doesn't he consider you one of the greatest, you know, rock, American rock, blues, rock pianists? He, he, he did say that. And I uh, was was flattered and, and grateful and, and, uh, and um, told David Johnstone, who plays... Uh, guitar with him i said please tell him thank you so uh, i i did wind up working with bernie bernie top and who was his yeah songwriter co-writer yeah songwriter co-writer on um in fact, in fact this is crazy his band was called i think it was called reservoir dogs wait really i didn't know that i think so bernie look it up bernie top and uh he, he had a couple he had one band i record on both those albums so Okay. Oh, fa farm dogs, farm dogs. Okay, good. Farm dogs. Wow. Yeah, Even Bernie better. Taupin and Tarantino. There was there wasn't as many crossover as we as we thought. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, that's that's how memory can can bite you sometimes. But that's uh, that's well, cool. Either way, really, really, really high praise of of your keyboard playing skills to come from you know a, a legend like Elton. Um, well, very, very, very cool. So uh, yeah, you mean I guess how should we wrap up? I mean, you've mentioned you mentioned uh, throughout this call um, 
the different lineups, you know, how, how could there be little feet after Lowell George, some will say, and you've carried it on since what, I guess since 87, it's been rocking and rolling still. Is there, is there any, is there any way y'all, y'all get into the rock and roll hall of fame? I know. And you're not allowed to say the old classic line of everybody I talk to that says, ah, we don't care about this stuff. I want to know, do you think it's possible? (laughs) Of course it's possible. And I, I did used to care about it. I do now. You do Uh, really, you've changed on that. I have, and I, I've changed because of Paul Barrera, because of Sam Clayton, because of Richie Hayward and Lowell George, myself. Look, I mean, if, if you're going to, if you're going to have a rock and roll hall of fame, um, you ought to people, you ought to put people in it, or at least have them available to go into it, that have actually aided and abetted rock and roll. Right, exactly. It's sort of rock expanded into a music hall of fame nowadays, which is fine, but you got to keep putting in the rockers too. <laughs> I think you know, do what you're doing. I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with with the uh, with with. I wouldn't denigrate anybody that's 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 in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or nominated for it. Yeah, they're legends. Doobie Brothers are just brought into it. I I was very proud of those guys, and I was proud of being a part of why they're in it. So, yes. but Little Feet is when you look at what. The, the music that Little Feet has played is an amalgamation of blues, rock, jazz, um, uh, R&B, uh, folk music. It's got everything in it that's about American music. Yeah. And you don't get much more American than rock and roll. And uh, my sister, who passed away in December, she graduated high school, I want to say in 58, so she was one of those those gals that had on the uh, uh, pink uh, poodle dresses and uh, the two tone shoes and <laughs> listening to Elvis Presley and all that stuff. She's she got me into rock and roll. Yeah, and, uh, I take that stuff seriously. I, but but there was a point where I really didn't care. It was just because I didn't. We don't need a slap on the back. We still don't, to be honest with you. Right. Uh, what we needed are people that, that show up to these concerts to walk away feeling like they actually were a part of something that that uh, made them feel good. It made them cry, maybe, you know, that uh, made them think a little bit about what's out there. That's that's something to to aspire to for all of us. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think I think those people ought to consider Little Feet and consider some other bands as well i mean there's there's a lot of good people out there uh, steve earl's uh somebody i i really look up to uh, um God, i mean there's just a ton of people that, that, that ought to be involved I, I i really admire too what what dolly parton said and they they brought her in anyway which is like you know hey we don't care what, what you think we're going to tell you what we think that's that's kind of what's wrong with 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 uh, with what they're doing right now. They don't listen, and I think that's that's a big part of what what music is about and why it's still uh, so important. It is about listening. It's about connecting the dots with with uh, with music, and you don't have to make it anything bigger than what it is. It's plenty big as as it is. It's not benign. Music is is a force. And it's still a force. Well, you've been a force in this interview. Seriously, I, I, I've just, I could just sit and listen to you all day. Your insights and your perspective on everything is, is fantastic. I'm, I'm just, Thank I'm eating, I'm eating it up. Um, 
But I know you're busy and you're out there in Montana and it's snowing and, you know, I can't keep you here all day. That'd be selfish of me. So. I'm going I'm to get out there in the snow and cook up some hamburgers and, uh, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the air out here. And uh, we're heading back out pretty soon. We'll see you guys uh, in a couple of weeks. Yes, again, it is April 16th at DAR Constitution Hall here in D.C. playing uh, the very city where, you know, Waiting for Columbus was was recorded live there, as well as, as you mentioned, a bunch of other stuff you've, you've been writing, uh, not just that album. But uh, yeah, everyone come get your tickets now to see Little Feet. Uh, we'll let you run. Enjoy those burgers in the snow and maybe the, the grill will, will melt the snow into a reservoir of happiness for you. <laughs> <laughs> what can only help <laughs> <laughs> bill Payne of little Pete. Thank, thanks so much this was a blast same here man i enjoyed the conversation thanks so much for joining us on beyond the fame with jason fraley remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear we'll see you next time I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.